0: Welcome to episode 261 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the life of Brother Andrew. Let's dive in. you've likely already heard, but last week we lost a dear saint of the Lord. Uh, Brother Andrew, who is best known for his book, God Smuggler, passed away at age 94. If you've never read the book God Smuggler, I highly, highly encourage you to read that book. It is so faith building. It is so stirring. When I got the news that Brother Andrew had passed. I was deeply just. I was so saddened because Brother Andrew is one of those men that, in this generation, I was like he's still alive while I'm alive. A lot of the great Christian men and women of the faith that I just deeply admire, there's just not a lot that are living today, and there's a few that have lived in my lifetime. Corey Tim Boom died after about after I was just a few months old, uh, which was looking back, I'm like, Oh, I would have so loved for her to met her, but that makes it hard if I'm only a few months old, (laughs) but you know, there's people like David Wilkerson or Leonard Ravenhill or Ian Thomas that I have just been deeply blessed and encouraged by. Well, brother Andrew is another one of those men on that list. And so to think that I could have had the opportunity to meet him and yet I never had that joy and that privilege. And yet, when I look at the life of Brother Andrew, I am just deeply blessed. My faith is encouraged, and I'm exhorted to love Jesus more. Again, if you haven't read the book, I encourage you to get a copy of the book. In fact, the audiobook is one of my favorite audiobook readers at Simon Vance. And so, if you just want to listen to the book, it is well worth your time. One of the things I just loved about Brother Andrew's life is just his audacity. And his faith. One of the things you begin to realize as you read through God's smuggler is just the fact that he was a simple man who just put his trust in our Lord Jesus Christ. And what you begin to see is that as he began to walk in obedience to what God was asking him to do, God began to just do crazier and crazier things through his life to the point where, right after World War II, he was smuggling Bibles into the Iron Curtain of the the Soviet nations. And you begin to hear these audacious stories of faith. And his book contains many of those stories that you read. And you're like, I want God to do that in and through my life. Now, again, when you read those stories, I don't know if I want to go through those situations (laughs) because they're pretty intense. And yet you realize that God is faithful. And as I've just been pondering over this last week since he died of just his story and the impact that he's had on my life. Probably the the best summary statement is, I love the life of Brother Andrew because his life is a declaration of simple faith in Jesus Christ. And yet that simple faith allowed Brother Andrew to do audacious, great, daring, risk filled things on behalf of God. Brother Andrew knew his God and just said, Lord, I trust you. And as such, God was able to use this life as a means to proclaim the gospel, to bring the word of God into close countries and to radically change thousands and thousands of people's lives. Well, it is interesting as you get to the end of God's Smuggler, you begin to find out that, well, because they published the book, (laughs) this is kind of a funny reality, but because they published the book, all of his ministry activities was covert. It was smuggling Bibles into these communist countries. And now suddenly there's this book explaining what he was doing. And so obviously that kind of shut down his opportunities because these nations are now aware of all of this. And so he turned his focus to the Middle East and began just to, over the last several decades, pour his life out and minister to those who desperately need Jesus in the Middle East. Which brings me to something else that I just love About brother Andrew's life is the fact that he was willing to go to the hardest places. He was willing to go to the places where it was not legal for him to actually enter in and share about Jesus Christ, that he had to be covert. He had to be, as Jesus would say, wise as a serpent and yet gentle as a dove. And he would go into these countries. And of course, I love the old classic smuggler prayer, whereas he's bringing these Bibles across these border crossings Right. One of his prayers that he would often pray is, Lord, you caused blind eyes to see. Now could you make these seeing eyes be blind? And there are these stories where, you know, if he if they if he was caught with a Bible, he would have been likely imprisoned or thrown out. And yet he trusted his God on such a level that he just said, get he just said, God, my car is full of Bibles that I'm hiding. And so they can't find these. And there's incredible stories where even Bibles that are laying out on a on a seat, they just were not seen. You've got to read the book. All that to say, though, is I love the fact that he was willing to go to these places that are actually, it's not easy. Doing ministry in the Middle East, in these countries that do not like Christians, that, that is hard. And yet Brother Andrew was one of these men who looked at, okay, what is the need of this world? And where can I go? Now, I don't know about you, but that is so convicting. Well, with all that being said, I want to give you a couple of quotes by Brother Andrew that just are deeply stirring in my own life. Uh, In the book, The Narrow Road, he says this, I am a fool for Christ. Whose fool are you? That's so good. And in God's Smuggler, he said this, the bigger the darkness the easier it is to spot your little light. He also said in that book, that's the excitement in obedience, finding out later what God had in mind. And I love that idea that when we are walking in obedience, we don't actually need to know where we're going. And for someone like me, (laughs) that that drives me crazy. I want to know, okay, where am I heading and what am I doing? And what's the end goal? And, you know, what's the five-year plan? And, and yet one of the things you see about brother Andrew is he just had faith. He says, all right, God, if you're calling me to go this direction, I'll go this direction. And as you begin to walk that way, he says that that's what becomes exciting about obedience is because as you are walking in that faithful step-by-step-by-step obedience, you later learn, Oh, that's what God was doing all this time. And, And let me give you one other quote. He said, our prayers can go where we cannot. There are no borders, no prison walls, no doors that are close to us when we pray. What a great reminder to all of us. But over this last week, the thing that really stuck out to me is this idea. Brother Andrew was asked toward the end of his life, just if there was any regrets about his life work. In other words, all right, Brother Andrew, as you're looking back at 94 years and most of that has been on, on the front lines of ministry and, you know, on these closed nations and pouring your life out. Is there any regrets that you have? It was. Is there any do-overs that you would do as you look back at your 94 years of life? And I don't know what you would say as you look back at your life, But but imagine this. Here's Brother Andrew, who has been pretty intense in ministry and and being on the front lines all of his life. And yet when brother Andrew is looking back at 94 years, here's the statement he made. And this is just, this has gripped me in a very profound way. Brother Andrew looked back and he says, if I could live my life over again, I would be a lot more radical. What do you want to do with that? <laughs> I, mean, I, I read that and I was like, excuse me, uh, Brother Andrew, you are one of the guys that I point to as being a radical, and, and, and I use that term in a very good sense. In other words, that should be the normal Christian life. And yet in our generation, we are so passive and so weak and so self-centered that you have a guy who is pouring his life out and a guy who is focused on Jesus, and it just he looks radical. He's willing to go to the places that other people are unwilling to go to. So, Brother Andrew, how how can you say you would be more radical? And yet that just blesses and stirs me. That so deeply encourages me and yet deeply, deeply convicts me. Because if Brother Andrew can look at his life and all that he has done and says, man, in light of eternity, in light of what I could have done for Jesus, I would have been more daring, I would have taken more risks. I would have been more intense. I would have been far more radical. Well, what does that say about us? And I look at my life and what I'm doing and and I'm like, wow i I could be a lot more radical i I could be more in i I could be more intense i I could have far more risk and uh, adventure and and be more daring for the gospel of Jesus christ i I could be willing to risk my life more for Jesus. See, I, I don't want to get to the end of my life and go, oh, I could have given so much more. Oh, I, I could have been far more. See, I, what would it look like for you and I who forever, however long God has for us on this planet? So whether, you know, we have a, you know, a month, a year, a several years, a decade, however long our life is or until Christ returns, what would it look like if we would live in such a way that we would live with no regrets, what, what if we would live in such a way that we were all in for the gospel of Jesus Christ? What if we would live in such a way that a life like brother Andrew could encourage and exhort and yet challenge us to be all in on Jesus Christ. And if brother Andrew with all the stuff that he has done is looking into that side of eternity saying, all right, I'm about to be with my savior. And yet he's looking back upon his life saying, oh man, what I could have done for Jesus Christ. Do you realize we still have an opportunity to be all in, to be radical for Jesus Christ? Again, I love that quote he said. He said, I am a fool for Christ. Whose fool are you? And this week I've been pondering afresh just that quote that is often attributed to D.L. Moody. But when D.L. Moody was in England, he heard a quote by Henry Varley and Henry Varley said this, he says, the world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully yielded to him. And when D.L. Moody heard that, he says, well, by God's help, I aim to be that man. I, I aim to be that man that God can show to this world what it looks like for someone to be fully yielded to him. And yet as great as D.L. Moody was, I am still convinced that the world has yet to see what God can do with a man or a woman fully yielded to Jesus Christ. So the real question is, would you be willing to be a man or a woman that would demonstrate to this entire world what it looks like to be radical, what it looks like to be fully yielded to Jesus Christ, what it would look like to be given under Jesus and that he could use you and spill and spend your life however he chooses in such a way that would bring glory to him, that would proclaim forth the reality of the gospel of Jesus, that would make him known on planet Earth once again. We need radical Christians in this world. And by radical, I just mean we need normal Christians in this world because the life of Brother Andrew. Was Yes, it was unique and God had a very special plan for him and you're not called to be brother Andrew. And yet that givenness and that radical reality of life unto Jesus is the normal Christian life. Normal Christianity is not just going to church and, you know, paying your tithe and, you know, going to Sunday school. Christianity is an all in givenness, surrender, yieldedness unto his purpose, his plan for his glory and may the prayer of our lives be lord make a name for yourself in this generation through my life. And I've just been praying that this week a lot. Just lord would you would you make a name for yourself in this generation and start here in my life. And I pray that same thing for you. Well, I've been deeply blessed by brother Andrew and I'm grieving the fact that he is gone. But I am celebrating the fact that he is now in the presence of our Savior. And may I encourage you, would you allow God to use just his story as a reminder, as an encouragement, but also as a challenge for us to live fully given to Jesus Christ? Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including those quotes that I listed by brother Andrew, as well as links to some of his books, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 261 for episode 261. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.